So what's going on, everybody? Welcome to yet another live interview show with Become a Fearless Father. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked because I didn't see my logo. I'm like, where is it at? I've changed it and I'm going on a different page and that's my mistake. I sh that's the first time and the last time I'm doing this. <laughs> All right. That said, I have a great guest for us right now. And I got live with me, Chris Miles. Chris, thank you so much for hopping on. And you blew me away when we were talking for a little bit a couple of weeks ago on, on Facebook. So if you don't mind, I'm going to hop right in and then we're going to talk a little bit about you. But for the people that don't know Chris, he's got eight kids. That alone, just, I lost like half of my hair from that one. I have too. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm surprised you still got that much hair. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. And um, when you mentioned like you, you've written a book together with John Lee Dumas and Tim Ferriss, I was like, man, this is going to be exciting, right? So first of all, man, my question that I want to start off with, and I guess everybody's going to be really excited about hearing your answer to this. What has been your key or your main factor for creating success in your business and in your entrepreneurial journey while having to raise eight kids, right? <laughs> or while raising eight kids because you're still doing it, right? Right, for sure. Well, I mean, it's all about trying to create harmony between them, right? I mean, you can never create perfect balance. I mean, as much as you want, but create harmony, have good priorities, knowing where that is. Um, and I didn't always have good priorities. You know, I'll be honest, like, you know, a lot of times I was focusing so much on the business, like, I just got to get this business going and then I can spend time with my family, right? Mm -hmm. it's, always yep. a, it's always the, so, someday this will happen. And when it does, then I can do this. And the next thing I know, like my kids are growing up without me, right? Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. and, uh, and and eventually got to the point where I had to get those priorities straight to say, hey, listen, like, you know, God first, family second, you know, and really inside the family, wife second, kids third, um, and then business fourth, right? Exactly. And uh, and once that got into harmony, then things started to get easier, especially when I focused all on how can I serve these people? Like, how can I serve people in my business? How can I serve my wife? You know, how can I connect with her? You know, how can I serve my kids and serve myself? You know, still find time for myself to, you know, get myself in better health and get in, in better, you know, body and shape and things like that. I just ran 12 miles this morning, you know, and nice. I was thinking as I was running by people, I'm like, man, like I'm, I'm healthier now in my 40s than I was in my 30s when I was really sick and tired and overweight. And, uh, and that's not the case anymore. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's when you said that, like, okay, so uh, God first, right? Spirituality first, then family. And when I ask that to most people, like when you put family, what goes first, what goes second? Most entrepreneur dads say kids goes first and then wife mm -hmm. goes second. Yeah, I can't do that. You already start shaking. No, exactly. No. That, not the hard way, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. Like if... If the connection is not there with you and the spouse, first and foremost, that priority is not there, the family falls apart anyways. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it messes with the kids, you know, and I know I've been through two divorces. You know, I've been now remarried with my third marriage. And, you know, mm -hmm. if there's anything I've learned is learn how to screw it up. Right. <laughs> we, we learned my failure. Right. That's what we are good at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yep. So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, but, yeah, for me, that was a big game changer realizing like, oh, I got to change this. I mean, I can still say, feel like, okay, my kids come first, but by yeah. making sure that happens, I got to put my wife first. So we're aligned and we're that example for them of how a good functioning relationship looks like. 
right? So I appreciate you sharing that. All right, Chris. So share a little bit about your origin story, your background story, so people get to you know know you a little bit better, and then we'll hop on with some more questions. Yeah, you know, uh, so I, I was not raised in a big family myself. Uh, I just had my sister and I, and there was two half brothers that ran away from home. They were 10 years older than me, so I never saw them, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I was kind of raised in a quiet home. And uh, and then, you know, I moved from Oregon and then moved to Utah in my 20s and, uh, you know, met my my previous spouse, you know, there. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, we started having a bunch of kids and uh, and. You know, and it just kept going. And and even right before we actually about the time we were about to divorce, we had a surprise child, number six, show up. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going uh-huh. on? You know, and and uh, you know, and it kind of kept us together for a few more months, but then eventually it still the marriage fell apart. And um, and so uh so I was basically like, you know, a single dad, you know, trying to raise five, then soon six kids, you know, and uh you know, eventually I remarried, you know, and uh, and she had two kids. Fortunately, I mean, it wasn't like she had six kids as well. It'd be like Brady Bunch times two, you know, uh, we're, now we're just the Brady Bunch, but we can't fit Alice in the house. Right. Because <laughs> there's not enough room for her. But uh, so we got the eight kids blended and I've been married now for three years. And and all the meanwhile, I've had a, a business for, really for the last 18 years. I've been in, in the kind of the financial business and that kind of thing. And and uh, now I'm, I have a podcast, I have my own, the Chris Miles Money Show that I do. And and I, you know, teach people how to become financially free, like retire early, like I did. I was able to do three years ago. And and uh, yeah, and now even it's an interesting life because, you know, we get the kids all together or they're all apart. That's kind of how we do it. You know, we, we kind of got the schedules coordinated, you know, with holidays and everything else. So at least the holidays, they can be together versus like alternating in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, of course, in the wintertime, we go snowbird. We homeschool my wife's two kids. And so we go snowbird in the wintertime to escape all the snow in Utah. And we go anywhere warmer, you know, whether it's Hawaii, California, Texas. Uh, this year we're doing Arizona. So, you know, just anywhere we can go that's warmer. And especially when my wife's from the tropics, she insists on it. So that's kind of my, my basic Reader's Digest story in a very, very small nutshell. <laughs> Nice, nice. I appreciate you sharing that. And I put the website on. That's correct, right? Moneyripples.com. That's correct. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So for people that want to, you know, find out more, um, make sure to click on the link. It's in the comment section. So it's easily available. Plus, if you're watching the recording, is in the description section there as well. With uh, put your LinkedIn um, there as well. If that's okay. If not, then you know, let me know. I'll get it out later. And um, your Facebook page I put in there as well. So people got easy access to you, right? And um, anyway, wow, that's uh, that's some story. So so wife number three, you have no kids with her. However, she does get to spend time with all the other eight kids, right? That's right. Yep. It was, she definitely loves me a lot more than I love her because me going from six to eight kids was a much easier transition than her going from two to eight kids. All right. Yeah, I can hear that. Oof. Man, I got two and sometimes I'm already like, woo. I actually want another one, but you know, <laughs> my, my wife said. I, I remember off my, my first kid, like I thought, man, can we even have any more of these? Because I am dying here. Like it was such a big change and transition, you know, to go from zero to one. You know, the one to two was, was okay. And I've noticed with every kid, it gets easier and easier. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like, cause they're a chain gang, you know, you just chain them all up, make them all, you know, do labor and stuff. And you know, <laughs> <who knows? laughs> There you go. There you go. So 
tell me more about money ripples if you want. Like what's 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 been your strategy? Because that's mm. sometimes I feel like that's the dream where everybody's sharing, right? Ah, become financially free. And that's what you said earlier, like the trap becomes there that you're like, oh, once I'm financially free, then my life really starts, right? And then mm-hmm. you know, struggle, you struggle, and all of a sudden before you know, you look around, you're like, hey, wait a minute, did I have a wife and some kids? Where did they go? Right. So share a little right. bit about, you know, what's your What's your approach to that and how do you help other uh, men, women to make this happen? Yeah, you know, so my, my whole thing is about creating cash flow now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the early 2000s, I started out as the traditional mainstream financial advisor. I was telling you to, you know, save everything, spend nothing, mm-hmm. save in mutual funds and save it forever. And it's basically your entire life sucks, right? Um, that's pretty much you know what I taught, you know, is, is delay all that gratification. Well, uh, by 2006, I realized when I met people that were real millionaires, they hated financial advice. And they're like, no, I, I don't even listen to that stuff. That stuff is wrong. And, and when I started to look at true evidence, right? Like when I started to look at people that were have been saving for decades in these mutual funds and, and the 401ks and IRAs and things like that, I realized none of them were financially free, zero. Like they could never save their way to real wealth or financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Now they might've saved a lot of money, but still because you know we were telling them don't live on more than two or 3% of your money. Even if you saved up a million bucks, you're only living on 20 or 30,000 a year. Like you're below the poverty line. You're a broke millionaire, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, in 2016 or sorry, 2006, I uh, changed directions. I actually said, I'm going to, I'm going to quit that. I'll never teach about money again. I will just do mortgages and teach ballroom dancing and uh, at the local university. And and that's what I started doing. And, but while I was doing that, I started to learn from these guys that were millionaires. And the next thing you know, by, by summer of 2006, I was able to retire for the first time working Mm. like four, you know, three, four hours a week. So I was literally doing like the four hour work week before Tim Ferriss wrote the book, you know, but, you know, then I came out of retirement because I realized people kept asking me, how did I do it? Right. And I'm, I'm a natural teacher. I love teaching. And that's kind of what became the premise over time with Money Ripples down the road was, you know, and I worked with lots of different people along the way, like Garrett Gunderson. If you've ever heard of him, I worked with him for a while and and partnered up with him for a bit. And, and then I did my own thing uh, about over seven years ago with Money Ripples. And really the premise is, is simply this is I'm an anti-financial advisor. I'm telling you to do the opposite of what financial advisors tell you to do. I'm telling you, don't put your money in IRAs and 401ks, but instead put your money in things that actually can create freedom, which are things like, you know, alternative investments. Like it might be real estate. Like I'm at a real estate conference right now where they're talking about the economy and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different notes and things like that. that will pay you much better cash flow than you'll ever get from mutual funds with less risk. Mm-hmm. So you're less risk making higher returns. And it can happen much sooner than people realize, which if you do the traditional model, it will never happen. You know, like you can't unless you're about to die, you probably won't. You'll probably run out of money, you know, and uh, and that's kind of what I've been teaching people and helping many, many, many people, uh, hundreds of people, you know, increase their cash flow in the first year by like thirty five, forty thousand a year. And sometimes even over one hundred thousand a year just within the first year. And that keeps increasing year after year. And I think in in total, I think it's just over two hundred million dollars of help people improve their cash flow, you know, whether it's through investments or even just from um, improving, you know, mm-hmm. money at home, like, you know, ways to free up expenses and things like that without living cheap. And, uh, and it's interesting. You, I mean, you asked about like becoming free, right? Financial freedom has nothing to do with your pocketbook or how much money you're making. 
It's mm-hmm. all about that state of mind or that state of being of who you are. Because uh, even when I was retired, the thing is, you know, I got to the point where I didn't have to work, mm-hmm. but then I was lost. I didn't know what to do. I had no vision of what that should look like. And so I, I, w- I went right back to trying to work and do various projects and things, partly because I was getting bored and driving my wife nuts. You know, she's like, okay, there should only be one mom in this house. You're not it. Get out. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but I'll tell you, like, financial freedom has nothing to do with how much money you're making because, uh, I mean, before the recession, I was making great money, but I was still caught up um, in scarcity from time mm-hmm. to time. And, and, that, and that caused me to not spend time with the family, right? Uh, even though I could have spent time. And, and it really took me until the last four years, really since the divorce, that I was able to scrap everything, burn the old life, create a new life, uh, create a new identity, create a really like a new uh, context of my own reality, right? That's where I realized I didn't have to work, you know, when I was building my business money ripples a lot, I was working 50 or 60 hours a week. You know, now as I'm slammed with a lot of business making 10 times more money, Mm-hmm. Um, the crazy thing is I'm working a third of the hours. I'm working maybe 20 hours a week right now. Mm-hmm. So I live a part-time life, but I have a full-time mission, right? Exactly. And um, and the cool thing is that I get that time with my kids. You know, like I can take time off and say, all right, my kids are here. I got eight kids. My wife does not want to take care of them all. That puts the burden on me. Plus, she's like, hey, Chris, when's breakfast going to be ready? Or when's dinner going to be ready? You know, she's mm-hmm. she has to cook and do a lot of cleaning too, you know? So um, nice. that's that's kind of the fun thing is that as I've grown through life, so the things I teach and the things that I do have, have changed as well. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I love it. That's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, again, what you mentioned, like living in now, I think because my kids, I still have my kids money in saving accounts. Right. Uh-huh. And I think they have like 0.01% at the moment. It's like, Oh, what's the money doing here? We got to do this different. So uh, you're almost paying to put their money in there, you know? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's that's actually what my mom says. Like pretty soon, you're going to be paying for having your money in the savings account. Uh, that's, that's what they're doing in Europe right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous over here. But yeah, um, I actually got my money not in the savings account. I got a different setup. Um, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. willing to learn from you in the future to see what else I can do. Um, I've decided to heavily invest in myself, right? Is that one of the yeah. advices that you that you also shared, or what's your, what's your point of view on that? Like a lot of people, when I when I talk to them, it's like, you know, they ask me for advice. It's like, yeah, there's this amazing course, and this guy, you know, he's gonna get me this, this, and this. However, you know, it's a lot of money, and I'm gonna have to take all of my savings and, and invest it in that. And I don't, I'm not sure, right? I don't know if you heard this a yeah. lot, but I'm just wondering, like, what's your what's your philosophy on that in regards to investing? Yeah, your savings in yourself, right? Abs- I think investing yourself is like the first place to invest. Um, mm-hmm. I would add, do it wisely. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people that tell you to invest in yourself, really what they should be saying is the truth, which is buy my crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? There's so many people out there saying like, well, hey, pay me you know, $40,000, $50,000 and I'll change your life. And, and the truth is they usually don't. Um, if anything, they, ch- they do change your bank account, but not in a good way. I mean, you end up going into massive debt. You have, if you're married, you have a spouse that then resents you for the dumb decision you made. And, and I'm not saying that everybody is bad this way, but there is a big trend of a lot of like self-help stuff mm-hmm. that, that ultimately, like it really, 
there, there's so much you can do. And I know because when I went through a recession, I went from millionaire to upside down millionaire. I went broke. Like I was, I was, I went over a million dollars in debt because I had a lot of like, I was just doing dumb things, right? Like with, mm-hmm. I was doing dumb things with real estate, not like the smart things I do today. I was doing dumb things with my business, you know, the brand new business I launched, I was launching with a partner, you know, and we did dumb things there. And, and next thing I know, I'm like in the hole $16,000 a month. Right. Um, and so get, and, and trust me, like I was doing a lot of education, invest myself all throughout, even during those desperate times. In fact, more so uh, during those desperate times than ever, because I was looking for the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, the cool thing is, is that there's so many great resources. You've got podcasts like this one right here, right? You've got YouTube, you've got, you know, you've, you've got books, you know, even audio books, even if you don't like reading, you can listen to them. I, I have an audible account that I download books and listen to them a lot. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's so many things you can do. And there are some things you can put money into. There's so many things you can do that you don't have to put money into as well, or not a lot of money. in. And so that's what I would say is like, yes, invest in yourself, but be careful. A lot of the marketing language out there by a lot of business owners are telling you, Hey, for 50 or a hundred thousand bucks, you know, I will make you a millionaire. And the truth is, is that a lot of times they won't because they're not themselves. They're just selling a bunch of hopium, right? And uh, there's a lot of charlatans out there. There's good ones too. There's good ones. But a lot of the people you hear with the loudest megaphones are often the ones that are the biggest waste of money and they'll charge highest dollar for biggest crap, you know? So um, that's why I just tell people like, you know, don't do that stuff. I mean, that's why even on my podcast, like I offer free because I've got like over 350 episodes and a lot of it's of, of my mistakes and the things I've learned and my own resources and the things that I've, I've taken and key books that I've read and things like that, that have helped me get to where I am today. And it's, it's a journey. It's not something that happens overnight. Um, mm-hmm. It's a pro- progression. So, I mean, be patient with yourself. Do invest time and energy into increasing your education, learning more, um, improving your own behaviors, because for me, the last three years of being married to my wife now is that she, she, she does not, she does not, she cuts right through the BS. Like she does not let me get away with anything. And, uh, and it's been so hard to look in a mirror with the things she said, where I thought I was being victimized from previous marriages only Mm -hmm. to learn that a lot of that stuff was me, you know, not everything, but a lot of the stuff was me, like me overreacting, me being overly sensitive about things. And, and that affected you know, my marriages and even my current marriage and her kind of putting that mirror right up to my face saying, look at this, you know, it's, it's an amazing personal development in and of itself, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I keep hearing people say that it's like, um, your best, like your kids and your wife are like, you know, they, they teach you the most if you're willing to learn from them, especially your kids. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I heard one person one time say like, Look, if you want to receive an honest answer, don't. Ask, if you don't like honest answers, don't don't ask your kids because they'll just go right. right. What That's are you true. doing there? Yeah, you're bold, <laughs> right? If anybody can keep you humble, it's your kids. <laughs> Sorry, what? If anybody can keep you humble, it's your kids. That's yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They keep you grounded for sure. That's that's absolutely true. So let me ask you this then, in regards, because you mentioned like you know, it absolutely investment in yourself is great, right? Um, I, I like the phrase, those that pay, pay attention. I think that's true because, yes, you're right. You know, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube and I hear those guys like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm following tons of podcasts and reading tons of books. And OK, where you at? Like, are you taking action? It's like, no, I yeah. don't know where to start. And they keep just accumulating stuff, accumulating stuff. Right. 
what would yeah. you suggest? Like, what's a good investment in somebody that's, you know, at, at the beginning of building a business and, and struggling somewhat? Would you invest like, OK, you know, invest in courses or continue to look for, you know, YouTube and podcast? Or would you say like, no, I would be better to invest in a coach that's been there, that's ahead of you to help you move along and keep you accountable, right? Yeah, I'd say all the above. You know, mm. I really would. Like, I, I definitely like, you know, coaches. Um, I actually lately, and this is where the level I'm at, like, this could be different for you, but, you know, sometimes one on one coach to help hold your hand is what you need right now. The key is if you're going to invest in coach, be sure you're willing to do it, take action. Mm-hmm. The best way to figure that out, if, if you're really, because you're not really worried about the return on investment with the coach, although you might be, depending if you think the coach is credible or not. But if you know that that coach is the person for you, mm-hmm. right? Then the only doubt you usually have is in yourself, yep. right? It's because awesome. it's you, you wonder if you're committed. And that's a perfect question to ask. And, and a good way to f- figure out is if you're willing to take action is even if you're reading a book or listen to a podcast or watch YouTube, are you acting on the little bit of advice? Are you taking like one thing from them and acting on it and trying it out? Even if you mess up and fail, which is fine because we all do. You know, I've been in business for 18 years, right? And uh, and it's only lately I'm like, oh, I'm starting to figure this out. Like I've known a lot of stuff and I've been implementing it. But it's it's almost like now I'm at the point where there's so much easy momentum. I don't have to try anymore. Right. It just happens now easily. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't always the case. Um, so, yes, you do need a coach. Um, but the real question is, are you committed enough to actually act on what the coach is saying? And I'll throw in a bonus here. Um, be willing to listen to your gut. Mm. There are times that I've had coaches tell me I, I remember four years ago, like I, I kind of scrapped my business a little bit. To I mean, I, I kept it. It was there on the outside. Nobody knows the difference. Right. Mm-hmm. But. I, I was burned out. I was I was going through a divorce. I'd done six live events that year. Wow. And I was thinking, this has got to change. Like I, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I actually went and I started looking at my business and started feeling like what feels right to me? Like what feels right for me? Not all the voices coming I tell me what I should be doing in my business, including my business coach, what's the right thing. And mm-hmm. I remember my business coach said, Chris, if you want a bigger business next year, you need to go from six to 12 events next year. Yeah. And I'm like, that does not feel right. And that's what her model was, right? Uh-huh. But um, what I did is I, I went to, instead of from six, I went down to three. And instead uh-huh. of trying to put butts and seats, I was like, I only want the right people here. I, I'm tired of trying to just get all these people in that really shouldn't be here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Who are my ideal client? And really narrow that down and get to the best of the best. And what happened is my business exploded the next year. I did less events, made more money with less time, less expense, money out of pocket, less to invest in my business. And I made more money. And then later that year, I was able to retire because I had other passive streams of income coming in. I was like, I don't even have to work anymore. This is awesome. You know, I'm working because I want to, not because I have to. And every time I've listened to that, even though I had to do the opposite of what that coach told me, because I did that, I was way more successful than I had have listened to her. Again, I took some things, but again, I had to listen to feel what was right for my business. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that. I always say work smart, not hard. And that kind of sounds like, you know, you, you start working less hard um, and then you explode it because you started to work smarter, really focus on, okay, who can I get at my show that's actually really like, you know, my ideal client. That's great advice, man. I really like that. So I like to take that a step further too, because uh, you know they say work hard. I mean, people people are always telling you out there you got to get out there and hustle, right? 
yeah. there's a certain amount of hustle, but hustle is just another word for hard, work hard, not smart, right? That's usually what hustle means. Um, I'm not a big fan of that because I realize that hustling doesn't work. I also realize that working smart doesn't always work because you can hire a coach and read all the great books and learn strategies and things, but still screw it up. It's mm-hmm. all about working right. If you mm-hmm. work right along with working smart, that's when the magic starts happening. That's when you're like, now I feel like I've got traction here, not like what it was before. Exactly, exactly. I like that. Almost at the end, uh, Chris, I really quickly want to ask, right? What's, because uh, you mentioned when we were talking um, on Messenger on Facebook that, um, you know, you, you've you've written a book together with uh, John Lee Dumas and Tim Ferriss, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So when people hear those names, they're all like, what? That's insane. So share a little bit, man. What, what would be a strategy for somebody? How could somebody get to be connected with people like that and write a book with them, right? Or get them on the podcast or let's leave it with those two. <laughs> well, first you got to get to the point where you have enough confidence in yourself to even start playing a bigger level. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, there's, there's even been bigger players I've, I've talked to and worked with or gotten to know and things like that. And, and that's fine. Like it's, they're all normal people just like you and I are right. They're, they're just normal people. They just figured out a few things and got themselves, you know, it, it's kind of like, you would hear all the time from successful people that it took it took them 10 years to become an overnight success. You know, yeah, um, I can, I can attest that that's what it feels like sometimes. And, and people will see the after effect, but they don't see all the work that led up to it. Right. Um, but you know, like in, in that case, it was, it was all connections. I had a connection with a friend named Woody. Woody sent an email and said, Hey, I'm looking to do this, this uh, joint book together um, with, with Woody or not Woody. So uh, with uh, Johnny Dumas and Tim Ferriss. You know, and I was like, oh, I met Tim Ferriss a few years back. He's a cool guy. I wouldn't mind doing that. Mm. He's like, all right, well, you got you to commit to buy 200 books for $2,000. I was like, done, you know. Mm. Now, you may or may not be ready at that level or depending on where you're at, right? But for me, I was like, even though I was, I was new in my business and I was just getting it going, I was like, I'll make that work. Like, that's worth it to me. Um, and when I got done, you know, doing my own uh, transcribed audio so that we would turn it into a chapter, we could start editing it and things like that. Right. Um, then Woody asked me, he says, hey, anything I could do to help you. Now, this is a critical pivotal moment for anybody because, you know, most people are like, I'm good. Thanks. Just let me know. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I was very clear on my intention. I said, you know what? I've been trying to get on John's show, Entrepreneur on Fire, for a year. Mm-hmm. And, and, I've, and I've even had him reply back, but he's never like, got me as a guest. I'm like can you get me on a show? And he said, yeah, I'll send an email right now. And seriously, not, I'm not kidding. A half hour later, John comes back and says, let's get you on the show. And we got me on and it blew up. I mean, it took four months before my show aired, but it was so worth it. And the yeah. cool thing is I got back on a second time, promoted my podcast on that show. And then the podcast blew up. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and when he, when he, and even John says, Hey, listen, if you want to be a guest on the show, you got to pay $600 of journals to be on my show. I'm like, well, the first time I was on your show, made like thirty or forty grand. So six hundred bucks done. You know, yeah, it's like that's a nothing investment. I like that ROI, right? Well, yeah. guess what? That six hundred bucks has now turned into in the last three years over one million dollars just from that one show. All the connections I've made and opportunities and doors I've opened has been from that show. You know, that second one I did, which I had more confidence and you know, again, you know, uh, just greater power. And it attracts more people. And I'm telling you, like, that's it's just little tiny decisions like that that build up to that moment. That's all it is. 
Exactly. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So um, thanks, Chris, for being on. Really appreciate it. Uh, Chris, for all those people that are either watching live or um, listening or watching the replay, mm -hmm. where can they get in contact with you? What's the best way? Yeah, like I said, I mean, follow my show, the Chris Miles Money Show. It's uh, it's on iTunes and whatever favorite podcast app you have. Um, follow that show. Uh, and then, yeah, you can always check out moneyripples.com as well. You know, uh, I've got my uh, my uh, shaven face on there and everything. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> you can check that out. And uh, there's good good resources on there as well. Terrific, terrific. Great. Uh, again, Chris, and for the people that are watching, the link, uh, this link is in the comments section. Uh-oh. <laughs> right before the end, we, we get Speaking of family, this is exactly what we're talking about here. <laughs> yep. There he is. Say hi, Chris. Hey. I can go finish that thing. Good. Come on. Thanks, buddy. You want to say it with me? We're going to say goodbye. Okay? So bye. that was it. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.